A Savannah man is dead after an officer-involved shooting and his family is demanding transparency. The latest updates on a Hinesville church under FBI investigation. And people across southeast Georgia and the Lowcountry prepare to celebrate Independence Day. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and Lowcountry. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Transparency and answers. Those are the demands from the family of 31-year-old Sade Lee, who was shot and killed by a Savannah police officer on Friday, June 24th. GBI investigators say that shooting happened just before noon on the 24th when officers on patrol near Gwinnett Street saw a man, later ID'd as Sade Lee, walking in the middle of the road. The GBI says Savannah police officers went up to Lee. They say Lee showed officers his wallet, saying he had a weapons permit. The GBI statement goes on to say Lee pulled up his shirt and pulled a weapon from a holster. That's when officers started chasing him and an officer shot Lee. Records obtained by WTOC from the GBI named that Savannah police officer involved as Ernest Ferguson. At the time, Officer Ferguson has not been criminally charged. He's on paid administrative leave pending the outcome of the GBI investigation. Savannah police are also conducting a separate internal investigation. On Tuesday, June 28th, community members and advocates for Lee's family held a news conference calling for accountability in the death of Lee. WTOC Sean Evans was there and has the story. And today, members of the community, as well as those of the Racial Justice Network, called for several things for the officer who shot and killed Saudi Lee last Friday to be fired, for police chief Roy Minter to step down, and for better training for Savannah's police officers. We want it to stop. I don't know if it's the training or the fear of a black man, but it seemed like they shoot and ask questions later. The president of the Savannah chapter of the Racial Justice Network says he also wants the feds to come in and conduct their own investigation of last Friday's officer-involved shooting. Today we demand answers. We want transparency. We want accountability. Several Carver Village community members also voiced their concern about the officer who they say was involved in last Friday's deadly shooting, telling us there have been several other issues involving interactions with that officer in the past. They say they brought these issues up to police at a neighborhood meeting before the shooting, and while we're currently looking into those claims, Savannah police say they are not aware of any complaints brought up at Carver Village community meetings about any of their officers. Is it a death sentence for a black man to own a gun? Is it? Is it okay for you to shoot us every time or any time you feel like it? Do we have a target on our backs? Give us the same rights as you give uh, Habersham Woods, as you give Arsley Park. Treat us the same as you treat all citizens. Racial Justice Network leaders say they plan on protesting in front of police headquarters in the coming days. In Savannah, Sean Evans, WTOC News. WTOC is continuing to follow this story and will bring you updates as we get them. During their news conference, the Racial Justice Network demanded Savannah Police Chief Roy Minter step down. On Thursday, June 30th, the city of Savannah announced Chief Minter is stepping down, but for a different reason. Mentor is leaving his post with Savannah Police officially on July 29th. According to the city, he's doing so to, quote, focus on the confirmation process for his nomination to serve as U.S. Marshal, end quote. Mentor was nominated for the U.S. Marshal position for the Southern District of Georgia by President Joe Biden in May. Savannah City Manager Jay Melder says Assistant Chief Lenny Gunther will take over as interim chief beginning on July 30th. 
Gunther has been with the Savannah Police Department since 2001. The city of Savannah says they will undertake a process to find the next permanent police chief. A Hinesville church under FBI investigation is just one church across the country under federal scrutiny. The House of Prayer Church in Hinesville was raided by FBI agents on Thursday, June 23rd. No arrests were made, and the FBI says agents were serving a court-ordered search warrant. WTOC told you that church raid in Hinesville was connected to another raid of a church in Augusta happening the same day. Now we've learned the FBI is looking into several other House of Prayer-affiliated churches in the United States. WTOC's Haley Boland has the latest. The House of Prayer Church is just one location the FBI searched last week. FBI representatives have confirmed at least four other church searches across the country. Last week, FBI officials confirmed to WTOC that the raids near Hinesville and Augusta were part of the same investigation. The FBI also searched the Assembly of Prayer Church in Killeen, Texas, but officials would not confirm if it was related to the Georgia churches. Now we've learned of two additional searches at House of Prayer Church in Tacoma, Washington and House of Prayer Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Again, the FBI would not confirm if these other searches are related to the churches in Georgia, but documents I requested from state records show that the churches in Texas, Washington, and North Carolina are all under the House of Prayer Christian Churches of America Incorporated, an organization formally incorporated in Louisiana with mailing addresses in Hinesville, the same mailing addresses used by the Liberty County House of Prayer Church. We've reached out to leaders with the church and they say they have no comment on the investigation at this time. In Liberty County, Haley Boland, WTOC News. The PGA Tour is returning to the Low Country and Congaree Golf Club this October. The tour announced on Wednesday, June 29th, the CJ Cup will be played at the Ridgeland Club October 17th through 23rd and will be renamed the CJ Cup in South Carolina. This will be the second PGA Tour event hosted by Congaree in the past two years. The club hosted the Palmetto Championship in 2021. The CJ Cup was established as Korea's first ever PGA Tour event in 2017, but has been relocated to the United States since the outbreak of COVID-19. The 78-man field for the CJ Cup will be comprised of five players from the Korea Professional Golfers Association, the top three players of Korean nationality in the official world golf rankings, and the leading players from the 2021-22 FedEx Cup standings and sponsor exemptions. There will be no 36-hole cut. The PGA Tour says ticket information will be released soon. From Tybee Island to Fort Stewart to Plant Riverside, there will be plenty of spots to celebrate the 4th of July this weekend. WTOC has a list and details of the biggest Independence Day celebrations happening across the area right now on our website, WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. 